Horror of the Ohio returns. This October, Madison's premier horror festival is back for two days of terror, including year two of our International Film Fest featuring original short and feature-length horror films, a special showing of the hit classic Army of Darkness, Groovy, a Nightmare on Main Street costume prom with bar and DJ, plus trivia, costume contests, and plenty more. So face your fears and join us October 20th and 21st at the historic Ohio Theater. Tickets on sale now. Find us on Facebook at Horror at the Ohio. Welcome back to the Horror You Know podcast. I'm Darren. I'm Ian. I'm making a mess and I'm Ian. Sorry, Trent. Wipe the alcohol from my eye. I'm Trent. <laughs> and it's vodka. It burns. I'm so, so sorry. sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Is that Visine? What is that? We're currently These enjoying. Are These are. Worse. Yeah, we're currently enjoying new Sunny D vodka seltzers. You know, well, zero sugar. Juice. Yeah. Sunny hate, D. hate to cut you off. I'm regretting not bringing the blanket out. You're hearing every little. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Now our audience can have their ears bleed like ours when we record. They probably do anyway. Sunny D Vodka. Especially with my wolf how I did it the last episode. That was a pretty good one, though. Can you repeat that performance? I did like it. It was awesome. Alrighty then. A little peekage. You can feel it. Everybody clap for the wolf man. That was good. Golf clap. Hey, yeah, it's the wolf man Jack. (laughs) He's like a precursor of Randy, the Macho Man Savage, Wolfman Jack. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was Kool-Aid, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was both. There should be a Sunny D, man. Not a that Sunny was D very man? good. Speaking of Sunny D, Sunny D Vodka. It's good, isn't it? Go try it. Yeah. Maybe we I'm have not ourselves a, a new sponsor. I'm not a seltzer or a vodka fan, so when I bring seltzers made with vodka to you all, they're probably pretty good. Where'd you find these? At the uh, new liquor store downtown by the bridge. Interesting. Yeah. It's really good. It is. It's refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> it puts a smile like, on I don't face. like Sunny D. But I like this. Yeah, it's good. Sunny D is like too sugary in my mouth or mm-hmm. something. It's like it's very pure sweet. sugar saliva. Yeah. Sunny D is very sweet and vodka is very disgusting. So it's amazing that brought together they make Why is vodka so. disgusting? It has no taste. I just don't like vodka it. Vodka is like the one you can't really taste or smell. I've never been a fan of clear liquors, up. period. It will. It will. Yeah, all that The shit. silent assassin. It has to be mixed. Uh, pretty much the only way I used to like vodka is whipped cream vodka mixed with orange juice. It tastes like dreamsicle. That's true. I, I can vouch for that. I used to drink that, too. Yeah, it's really good. Well, anyway, now that the crowd knows what we're drinking, what are we here to learn about? Well, when I grew up, my favorite film was, you guys remember? Friday the 13th. Oh, okay, there Friday you go. Friday the 13th. I was Friday just about 13th. to say that. It was my first uh, double feature. I saw the drive-in, I remember. 
And I was scared to death of sleeping in cabins, sleeping in my bed. Not the driving. Shitting in a toilet. Been better if your drive-in was by a lake. Shitting in a bed. He was Shitting afraid of that, bed. too. I was afraid of all that shit. At the drive-in, you typically have to wait for the sun to go down, right? Yeah. Before you watch movies. Did you dread the sun going down that night? I, I did. A little bit. Mm. But do you know what you know what Jason looked like in the first one? I do. What, what did he look like? Like a guy with a bag on his head. No. He looked like a little... One. That was the second one. He was a little boy. boy. He was a little boy. Oh, the first time you see him, well, he's a little boy. Okay. Like a little yeah. brainiac. And the yeah. second one, you don't see him until about midway through, right? And he had a bag on his head. A bag on his head. You know where they got that from? This killer that you're about to talk about? The killer we're about ready to talk about. Yep. You know what he's called? <sighs> Is it like the knapsack him? killer or something? Close. <laughs> he was called the Phantom. Oh, the Phantom. <laughs> Knickknack uh, killer. Knickknack paddywhack. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about paddywhack and everybody. Jeez, out here, that's so. terrible. I just watched the movie today, the 2014 one. <laughs> they, they call him the Phantom a couple of times because they yeah. did him that. Well, I was going to ask, like, didn't they? Sorry, I was going to ask, yeah. didn't they show uh, Jason with the burlap sack at the very beginning of that movie when he broke into the the final girl from yeah. the first one's apartment and killed her? Yeah. Well, Spoiler alert. <laughs> I thought they, so. They show him like pretty early on. Yeah. Well, I thought you said they didn't show him until halfway during the movie. That's what, that's the only reason I brought that it's, up. It's so. about, I can't, I mean, they, they definitely showed his legs and his hands, but I can't remember if they showed his head. <laughs> Those are Jason's legs. <laughs> For the record, I'm probably still going to go with Knapsack Killer. Okay. <laughs> it sounds awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking about the classic uh, story film. I guess wrapped all into one called the uh, Texarkana Moonlight Murders. That's the real story. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. it was made into a movie in 1974 or six. I can't remember. You guys like 76. 76 is right. Yeah. And it was made into a movie called The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Now, I remember that movie. Which is a cool title. I was only three years old. I didn't watch it when it first came out, but I was probably about eight or 10 and I rented it from a video store in Austin, Indiana. And I remember seeing the cover of it and it was the, one of the creepiest, scariest covers I'd ever seen at that time. I can imagine. He was just the, like just had that hood and he was kind of looking over the city. Really creepy. And that was until you saw Trent's uh, cover of his playground magazine, right? (laughs) That was the creepiest thing. I'm proud of that cover. I don't care what anyone says. That was the scariest thing you'd ever seen. Trent's centerfold in the Playgirl. It wasn't even a centerfold. It was like one of those little bitty ads that you tear out. (laughs) Oh, Angel is the centerfold. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't need that much space. So (laughs) you want to take these, uh, cause, cause this is kind of a down home movie. We're going to talk about, you want to take some, uh, down home shots real quick. I think we should take some down home shots. Who we got got here and where are we getting them from? We got, uh, well, Trent over there has some hunch punch and the rest of us have some, Apple pie from our dear friends at Oh Smokey. That's beautiful, hunch? guys. I got a hunch you don't know. That's because Did you request you... that one? Yeah. Did you want it? Well, hey, I'm at, I was seems just very concerned you, right now. I was now. just asking why you got the different one. B, I was asking why you asked for it if you didn't know what hunch was. I know what punch is. I like punch. I asked who wanted it, and he said, well, if nobody else is going to speak up, I'll take it. You were texting. Wow. Do you want some punch? No, it's fine. You gonna punch me? No, I just want to know what hunch is. You're supposed to drink it and then tell us what your hunch is on the flavor. Okay, let's do it. 
You all have. Would it be a hunch at that point? What <laughs> apple pie? Is that what you I said? have a hunch. It's this flavor. You need to bring cherry pie one time just so I can sing the song. She's my cherry pie. Yeah. <laughs> Are we doing this? Hmm. Oh. <laughs> it tasted like that, like. Kerosene? That medicine you take when you're a kid. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Like the red, like. Robitussin? Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh. <laughs> It wasn't horrible, but it just, I was not expecting that. The apple pie I knew was a little spicy. Yeah. If anybody can drink it, you can drink it, man. You drank that frog's ass that one night. So I think he got Ooh. some up his nose. The drink. He didn't Torrance? literally squeeze a frog's ass. <laughs> it wasn't as smooth. We'd been doing like the. Yes, means. What have we been doing? The creamy you get it ones. In your nose? Wasn't as smooth as No, those. I got it in my yeah. mouth on my taste buds. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was looking for. We usually do like the butter pecan or yeah, these, it's uh, as, strawberry cream it's or something. definitely not as smooth as those. No. Okay. But it wasn't that. It had a fruity aftertaste. But like I said, don't know what the hunch oh, was. A higher power wanted us to have these because at the particular liquor store I stopped at, they only oh, had show. four. And there's four of well, us. That's math. Don't go to that liquor store anymore. We're not gonna give them any. Hey, press. but they had the but sunny. Yeah, then they have the delicious so, sunny deep things that everybody likes. Yeah, true. This is only Which came in calories. a four pack. That's right. So, by the way, I have another pack down here for anybody wants to know. Okay, you want to get me all loose for some reason? Damn right, you got to regard it. That's why mm. he wasn't here last time, so he needs to make up for some time. He is. He didn't get to hear your howl in person. Right, I felt it through my Bose speakers though. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. It's not too long of a story, but I'd like to talk about the movies. So, this was Texarkana. Texas, Arkansas area. Mm-hmm. So you actually go down. If you're if you're coming from Little Rock and going towards Houston, you'll run into Texarkana somewhere in that area, right? It's a border town, and we have two main border towns in the United States. One is Kansas City; it's probably the biggest, and then we have Texarkana. Only two. Wow. Well, Surprised we have me. multiple ones, but these are the two ones that have like a metropolitan area like a lot of you know a lot of different people but those are the two you really think of i'm sure there's a lot more i'm just not thinking of them right now but anyway uh this happened in the 40s right after world war ii so it's a little before my time it's a lot before your boys times so i don't really know this story personally i had to look it all up i think they said in the movie it was eight months after world war ii yeah and it i don't know it's a cool story but there's a lot of mystery to it, so we're going to go into that. So it started off on February 22nd, 1946, which was a Friday. A guy named Jimmy Hollis, he was 25 years old, he had a girlfriend named Mary Jean Larry. Mary, Mary Jean Larry? I'd call her Mary Jean because Mary Larry sounds dumb. Yeah, that sounds like somebody you should not date. She was 19. Uh, anyway, they went to see a movie together that night on a date. They'd been dating for a few months. So after the movie, the two decided to park in a what was the local lover's lane. Do you guys ever have a lover's lane kind of thing here in Madison? Area? Uh, you're actually in it right now. This, this is lover's lane. I mean, uh, <clears throat> uh, well, you and I, it was the theater. It was, <laughs> hey, it was uh, the kissing booth. Ian, last row, do you remember lane? there was like a little spot back there by the uh, railroad tracks by the little industrial park? You are saying that with way too much yeah. glee in your voice. Why do you two know about that? That wasn't. I, I thought that was a place that people just went and smoked weed. They probably made out back there too. We had a party place. Mary Jane. What was your party place? That was a reefer. It lane. wasn't my back house. there on Hobo. Lane. 
For Is that lane. what it was? Hobo Lane? Yeah, over there by, uh, you're talking about over there by uh, VSG and Grody? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So we didn't have a lover's lane. Hobo Lane sounds like a complete, like, <laughs> where people went to hang out. Opposite of what lover's lane <laughs> I was be. always told that it was like where a bunch of homeless people went and, like, hung out, but yet I never saw any homeless people back there. Hey, baby, let's see. We have my just car us. go down to Hobo's Lane. <laughs> <laughs> Me, you, some homeless people. <laughs> so we will have sex in your car. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Dirty it's Mike crap. and the boys. So another place like we used to go hang out. Not you and I as like lovers, but well, yeah. Um, our local hangout spot was uh. I'm not giving anything away, but uh, uh, Kruger Lake out there and uh, the proving ground. Oh yeah, Kruger. You say Freddy mm-hmm. Kruger Lake. Oh. Yeah. I think another lover's lane from Madison is possibly just like downtown on the riverfront. Just like park your car down there and make out with your chick. It's not very private though. It's not. It's, 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 nice not, it's not a lane. Yeah. Nice view. We had Farmer's Bridge. Trent, Trent's been there. Farmer's Bridge? Is that where young. the... It's where a bridge was. Our Knobbone Bridge? Yeah, our Knobbone Bridge. Oh, oh, nice. So uh, that used to actually, you could take a car across it and you would take your car is back there into that field and people would park back there behind it. <laughs> All right. Back to the story. Jimmy Hall is 25. Mary Jean Larry, 19. Mary Jean Went to Larry. a movie. Then they decided to park in a local lover's lane. Is on the northwest corner of Texarkana. So the city of Texarkana, which sits on the, the state line of Arkansas and Texas, uh, near where the current location of the Central Mall is now. So the first, first attack... Basically happened in the parking lot of a mall now. Uh, They weren't more than 10 minutes or so there when a man wearing a white cloth mask, which resembled a pillowcase with eye holes cut out, appeared at Hollis's driver's side door. He uh, flashed his light in the window. The man ordered Hollis and Larry out of the driver's side door and demanded Hollis take off his pants. But he was... (laughs) Apparently, she when she got back and told them what he said, he said, "Take off your britches." You heard anybody say britches? I say britches. Yeah, still. say britches. Absolutely, britches. Yeah. That's a very country thing. Right? <laughs> um, your britches. I've bridges, actually been threatened bitches, in my well, lifetime. Britches. I've been threatened in uh, take off your britches as a kid to have my britches busted. Oh, bust your britches. Damn right. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. Yeah. So so apparently the guy yelled, "Take off your britches," not to the girl, to the guy. So he yelled at that mm-hmm. at the guy. So yeah. the guy took his pants off, which I don't understand why he needed that guy's the pants The girl down. starts to like take off his, her pants, and <laughs> yeah. she's like, he's like, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I mean, what are you doing? No, 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 I'm no, no, sorry no, no. to bring up the movie already, because I, I know shit. we're not there yet. But I just want to say, during that scene in the 2014 movie, like I honestly thought dude was about to get like ass raped. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not talking about the movie yet. I, I just apologize for that. <laughs> Apology you're, not you're accepted when it didn't happen. No, I just oh, like I was yeah. like, holy shit! Get him, get it, get him. Oh, uh, <laughs> you fucked up, means. <laughs> so the man, after he took off his pants, the the man, the attacker, then hit Hollis in the head twice with his gun hard, and apparently she told the police that it sounded like a gunshot on the second hit. So he he hit him so hard she thought he shot him, but that was the cracking of his skull. Damn. So he actually cracked this dude's skull. Um, Mary tried to show the attacker that they had no money. So she opened up her purse and she was like, we don't have anything. But he, the guy got mad and hit her in the head with something. Yeah, he didn't want money. That was an insult to him. He didn't want any money. Uh, he then told her to run. So at this point, he's playing with the bitch. Mm-hmm. He's like, take off running. She takes off running towards a ditch and almost falls in a ditch. Of course. So he redirects her. 
and tells her to run towards the road. <laughs> That's fucked up. So he's like telling her where to go, and she yeah. goes there. She now, bitch, run that towards way. the road, and she tried to get into a parked car, but the attacker caught up with her, and uh, she said, "You told me to run." He, he said, why are you running? She said, you told me to run. And he said, she's a lying bitch. Oh, my God. So then he starts punching her again and hitting her with stuff. Then he ends up sexually assaulting her, not with his penis, but with the barrel of the gun. He doesn't show that in the movie. Thank God. Now, there's some clues in here already, I think. One is this dude's not there for money. He's there for power. And two, he's made a game of it. It's a thrill kill for him. It's a thrill kill, definitely. And three, it's not about next necessarily rape. It's about the dominance, possibly. Mm-hmm. He and, deg- and degrading the victim. Yeah. Or maybe he was impotent and couldn't rape her and knew that. So he well, was using the second too. thing, phallic symbol, gun. Yep. Gun barrel. So I don't know. There's a lot of shit in that. So anyway, she was let go and fled half a mile to a house to tell the attack. Hollis regained consciousness and flagged down a car. Bowie County Sheriff W.H. Bill Presley and three other officers arrived at the scene in under 30 minutes. Uh, Mary claimed that she could see under the mask that he was a light-skinned African-American. So the girl said he was a light-skinned African-American. He was (laughs) light-skinned, but he was definitely a black guy. I swear. Hollis... The boy alternately claimed it was a tanned white man. Oh, see? Yeah, light-skinned. And That's already 30 years old. <laughs> She's a racist. But a the racist. thing they both agreed on, it was a large male over six feet tall, or around six feet tall. Oh, uh, well, now we're back to... I once saw on Kentucky and Crime Stoppers, this is a true story. Kentucky and Crime Stoppers, they were talking about a crime and they were like, our suspect is a six foot, approximately black male. I was like, that's half a little. Yeah. (laughs) Approximately. It was approximately six foot black male. I'm like, that's half a little. That was the only Oh, I thought you were saying he was approximately black. I no. thought what, what, what race was he? Yeah, black, give or take. Approximately. <laughs> give or take. Yeah, he was yeah. roughly around we'll black. <laughs> he was he was a shade of darkness. He was blackish. <laughs> blackish. There you go. That's the word. He wasn't quite white, but I wouldn't say he was black. His melanin was kind of bumping, but it wasn't really. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they believe that they believe that these two, now here's the thing. Law enforcement, after they came in once, uh, repeatedly attacked their credibility and their story. So the law enforcement didn't fully believe that they were telling the truth. In fact, they believed that they both knew the identity of the attacker and were covering for him. Now, I haven't uncovered any reason for them to believe that. I read probably seven, eight websites on this. I didn't see anything that said the reason that they thought that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they, for some reason thought that she was not fully telling the truth and, or he was not fully, fully telling the truth and knew the attacker for some reason. So that's why this first attack did not get associated with the later attacks till later on in the investigation. So I just want to point that out. Do you think probably just looked bad that he let her go? I think, yeah, the MO was a little bit different than the other ones. And also, I think where they couldn't identify or agree on what skin color the guy was. 
Yeah. Mind you, he was wearing a pillowcase. He had gloves on, probably. Uh, full clothing, and he was pointing a gun in their face the whole time and beating the guy about the head and face and then raping the woman. I would see where your memory would not be that good, right? I think they're a little harsh on him because, I mean, that... Yeah, if you're in a traumatic situation like that, you're going to be... Even if you're not the one getting traumatized, you're not going to remember every detail about it. You just won't. And that's why eyewitness testimony is usually not enough in court. He would remember. I'd remember everything. (laughs) I tell you everything. He looked like a man. <laughs> six <laughs> foot like tall, and he was a pillow. He was six foot to seven foot tall. A pillow head. He was either black or white, approximately. Approximately. He had That's a right. pillowcase or a burlap sack on his head or nothing. He was a human being. He stood directly under the earth's sun. He was a man, I can <laughs> tell you that. So later on, this is a. Uh, that was February, correct? February 22nd. So now we fast forward to March. So a month later, March 24th, uh, was a Sunday. A passing motorist found Richard Griffin, 29, and his girlfriend of six weeks, Polly Ann Moore, 17. Griffin was found between the front seats on his knees with his head resting on his crossed hands and his pockets turned inside out. Oh, God, hell? are you, you okay? Right? <laughs> <laughs> a little choked up over there. Sorry. He's getting all choked up over your story, means. Are you all right? <laughs> he just feels so bad for the victims. You were like, I knew that man. Torrance, if I could reach you, I'd pat you on the back and tell you it's going to be okay. That man was my father. <laughs> and I would also say, they're there. They're there. The Sunny D's getting I'm to him. I'm choking on the Sunny D vodka <laughs> seltzer. He's choking on the D, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, oh my God. He's, he's choking. He's choking. A D is a little too much for him. Trent, you're not going to say the next part? I'm sorry. He's too busy worried about you choking on D. I feel like the moment passed. I'm Damn sorry. It. I let you down. <laughs> it's, it's over. Weird, yeah. It's all this heat humidity. It's going timing off. Mrs. D. Fire. I don't really drink a lot unless I'm with you guys, and I'm like buzzing pretty good after one sunny D. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. No, you haven't even drank one sunny D. <laughs> Left. I lied to you. I thought I didn't know that that was empty. I'm sorry. I don't even know what the percentage is. Only four point five. I just uh, looked at not it. A I lot. think it's probably what I choked. Shows on. you how much I drink now. But it's well, vodka. We took, we took shots. Though. That's true. That's true. We took shot. And I did do. Would you have do? a keg before you guys got here? <laughs> I was like, why do you, why do you <laughs> stare off in the distance? I was sure. Uh, I was sure he was going to say he did cocaine before we got here. And I did a lot of blow before you guys <laughs> got here. A little bump right before Darren walked through the door. Hey, I got to stay awake somehow. Just a casual Friday for Trent. Is this all the alcohol we have? I got more in here. Of course you do. Jensen took all our alcohol down to Regatta, so I have nothing. And left you, were drinking, you were drinking down at the Children's Parade? She's down there right now? Mm-hmm. Where are your kids? Your, your other kid. Both of them? Yeah. You go in there and he, they're not like in there. He's like, oh, fuck, wait. I don't have, I yeah, don't have a kid. He's got video, ah, son. Baby monitor. She Sweet. trusted you alone with the the kids surprisingly yeah just because we were down. here she knew that yeah. before man and a couple babies you're up here babysitting and doing podcasts she's down, what a man she's downtown watching ricky skaggs Ooh, i don't think she knows or cares or has any affiliation towards him but she just like screw you anyway. trent i'm getting fucked up tonight for anyone out there who's lost uh we're recording this on fourth of july weekend and our hometown does like a music festival slash boat racing so it's a pretty big deal for our town my wife is down town partaking in all the activities and we're Mm -hmm. podcasting so (laughs) back at it so more the girl polly ann 
She was found sprawled face down in the back seat. Both were shot in the back of the head, and Griffin was shot twice. So there are three shots total. There was blood outside of the car, suggesting that more was shot outside of the car and then placed back into the car. A 32 cartridge casing was also found, possibly ejected from a pistol that could have been wrapped in a blanket. Oh. So why do they say that? Because they think it was muffling the sound. Oh, uh, okay. Couldn't afford a silencer, so you got a blanket. Well, I don't know if you know anything about silencers. They're not like in the movies. They're not silent? Not at all. <laughs> so they lied to me. Yeah. All these years. A little less loud. Definitely That's a, a very thing. misleading name. Definitely a movie thing. <laughs> Uh, they supposedly, <laughs> supposedly this time no sexual assault. So let's look at what we got here. We got somebody that's not ran really away from the car that was put back in the car. They got somebody that led or the guy left a showcasing this time. He shot him in the back of the head. Didn't try to physically pistol whip them or anything. And there was no sexual assault whatsoever. Okay. So it's a little different. The one thing it has in common would be younger people, couples, in a lover's lane type scenario. Sure. Kind of like the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. It reminded me of that a little, a little bit. bit. Is little this bit. where that whole it's trope came from even. in scary mm-hmm. movies? Was this the first of the uh, lover's lane trope? Uh, well, I was going to say, would you first say... First actual killer in the lover's lane? I'm just like asking, is this like where that came from? Because it's been that's a lot of like stories since. Inspired by? Maybe. It doesn't really specifically say that, but I would say mm. this is one of the first. I mean, this is in the 40s, so. Oh, uh, yeah. They didn't okay. even know what a serial killer, quote unquote, was till the 70s, 60s and 70s, right? Right. So, I mean, they didn't know really what this was. That's why they're not connecting the dots yet. Uh, however, there is no evidence that the two were ever examined by a pathologist. Now, here's where... We start getting into the fucked up, you know, investigation shit that we always seem to get into. I don't know why. Bad police work. Just bad police work. It's the Um, 40s. And there's some problems with that, and we'll talk about that later. But, like, there's no evidence that the two were actually examined by a pathologist. So what's that mean to me? Does that mean that the cops are there? Oh, her pants aren't down, so she probably didn't get raped. Like, (laughs) how did they determine this? Probably just a lot of assumptions involved too, because it's a small town and they're not used to dealing with shit like this. So yeah, they're just going with their gut reactions. I'm guessing. Yeah, unfortunately, instead of doing the good solid police work they should be doing. And the '40s probably didn't have good solid police work because they really had fingerprints and maybe blood type. And that's about it. Yeah, that's right? true too. Eyewitness fingerprints, blood type. Yeah. So there's not a lot to go by, but just saying a pathologist didn't look at them or, you know, a coroner didn't come in and like try to try to determine anything. It's kind of weird to me. That is crazy, though, that they would just like go ahead and make these like Gun determinations without actually doing anything. Yeah. Nope. She definitely wasn't <laughs> raped. And definitely if she's not a pathologist, if there's a no pathologist, that means that the uh, cops either had to look and see if there was a rape. Or they just looked and said that her pants aren't down. I don't know what digging up bones has to and fossils has to do with, you know, a woman being raped anyway. It's so like a I, paleontologist. <laughs> I was like, I did not say paleontologist. Did I say that? 
I'm just being drunk uh, and stupid. I'm sorry. I just feel like if you like don't know, I'll go away. Just outside. say, <laughs> you can get out. Stage, right? I can tell everybody looks so confused. I was like, joke not landing. <laughs> I'm glad. I thought I was I the only one I not getting it. I all second guessing ourselves. Everybody here thought, did, did I say paleontologist? <laughs> but no, I just yeah, I, I don't see why you would just say something if you didn't know for sure. Like even if you don't know, just say well. As far as we could tell, maybe this didn't happen, but... Because yeah. as we've talked about before, sometimes, especially in these small town uh, settings, these cops are under pressure to get results, so... Yeah. This isn't a real small town. It's not big, but it's like Columbus-sized. Yeah, it takes up two probably. states, Ian. Okay. It's a big town. <laughs> or maybe a little larger than Columbus, Indiana. I don't know. You okay over there, Ian? But it's like bigger well. than Madison area. So um, I, I do want to hmm. say, I agree with you. Um, I haven't drank in a while, and the last time I drank, you feel pretty with good. You guys, I'm um, I'm feeling it. It's the, the person, vodka, man. the person who told me about these said they were dangerous because they taste so good. They do taste really good. Yeah. I think <laughs> I could nice. just like sip on it all night and not realize it until like I stand up, and all of a sudden I'm like, whoa! I know. <laughs> poor means. I think means should have another one. No, my I'm poor, right. my poor bladder is the one. Never, ho- never I'm host a and drink. man. Never host and drink. So in response to these murders, police launched a citywide investigation along with the Texas and Arkansas City Police, the Texas Department of Public Safety, which oversaw the Texas Rangers. Which we, What's your favorite Texas Ranger? I Walker, heard when the eyes of a Walker. Ranger are upon you. <laughs> it's got to be. Miller and Cass County Sheriff's Department and the, eventually the FBI. So... A lot of a lot of fingers and chiefs in the in the stew here. Fingers chefs. in the stew. You say chefs. fingers and chiefs. My stew. When people put their fucking like, fingers like in, the, in the kitchen, cooks in the kitchen. I heard there were only fourteen carrots in the stew, but it was golden. That would have been a good spit take right there. Means was drinking, <laughs> almost a spit take moment, but just not quite. I'm sorry. I thought I heard something. That's why I looked. You like did hear so I'm scared we're gonna get shot. There's a whole car out there. A man comes in wearing a burlap My sack over his, or is it a pillowcase? It looks close. It's, I see the tail lights shining. So. Can she hear us? Yep. Hey man. <laughs> oh, you want to be on the? Hey, it's happening. Just that. Do you want to be on? <laughs> we have super fan. Tim Decker in the building. Man, I, I'm the uh, one fan you guys. Hey. Sorry. How's it going, my good man? Hey, hey, that was the one fan you guys were talking to on, on the last so episode early. with the Wolfman yep. stuff. You guys you should like do that callers one? and just call Go stand uh, out there. Tim will put you on the speakerphone real quick. Stop confusing yeah. yeah. yourself. So this is what it looks yeah. like. This, this is behind the scenes. This is the behind the scenes. Wow. You guys ought to put a camera up, man. Let's be old smoky. All right, come on, let's do it. One, time, ready? Two, Trent. three. Oh, Smokey. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you're official now. So, I don't know how much that, I'm sure we're going to cut a lot of that out. I'm going to need you to leave it all in. I was just going to say, too, before you continue with the story, we're going to cut a lot of what just happened out. Tim Deckard is one of our super fans of the show. Who just so happens to be my father-in-law as well, and he uh, dropped in and no nepotism there. <laughs> he just happened to drop in, and, and so we'll we'll leave a little bit of what 
he said in, and so hopefully he can hear himself on the episode. But anyway, yeah, just giving a shout out. So that's why if there's a weird cut in the episode, that's what happened. You ain't got to explain uh, shit to fucking nobody. That's true. That's all I Except have to say. Except for our fans. So Except for our fans. It, I'm going to throw it back to me. You don't have to explain podcast. shit about fuck. We want. Well, I just figured we'd leave it. like it. They shut our fucking ass. We talked for a good really do that. We're 10 to 15 minutes. I'm definitely going to cut a lot of that out. God, don't leave us. But I'm going to leave at least a minute or two in just so he could be on the episode. patriotic fireworks. I asked him to come be a guest one time, so hopefully we can get him Well, yeah, I have too. So hopefully he actually comes on as a legit guest one time and not a surprise guest. I have a gripe about last week's episode. Imagine the that. outro. I know. Right? I have a third gripe about last week's episode. You didn't. You didn't outro with Werewolves of London. Did we not do a Werewolves of London mention? You mentioned it, but you should have played the song. It's like the outro song. Well, we I didn't should. edit it, so look I at did. this guy. Yeah, it's my bad. No, it's cool. Missed opportunity. Just it go was. back and edit it. it. Was. Can you go but back? Anyway, and edit it? thank you for the Probably. surprise drop in, Deckard Clan, and we'll uh, we'll get back in the story. I guess. Um, the town the, the town that dreaded sundowns what we're still talking about right and that's not to be confused with the you guys remember the city that dreaded titties <laughs> you guys remember that joke hey, what city is that I'm just no, trying to say far I away I remember I said it on one of our episodes and I don't I, we had had I should say I had too much to drink. I that remember. Day. It. Was it that game episode where we were talking about nipple belts? Probably. No. no, it was late. It was it was a more recent one. I don't remember. We're why. talking about doing the town that dreaded sundown. You you, you, you brought up this movie, the town yeah. that dreaded sundown, and I was like, "That's not to be confused with the city that dreaded titty, is it?" And everybody <laughs> laughed. I remember. And, uh, it was funny because we were drunk, and I was I'm like, "I don't even know why." <laughs> I don't remember what the episode was, but. Um, yeah, I don't live in that city. <laughs> Shut your drunk ass up. So where we stopped, we stopped at talking about how everybody and their fucking brother was trying to investigate this from three different counties, a state police post, the Texas Rangers, and then Jay the Hoover police. heard about it. Oh. And I was gonna and the Karma Police. No, I was gonna mention before Karma they showed up. Police. You said too many cooks in the kitchen. Do you really think that when all these agencies get involved, that it actually is for the worst and kind of muddies things up. I absolutely up so. think that. And I think that's what happened here because every one of them had different theories on who the killer was. Is it kind of like a pissing contest at that point? Yeah, exactly like, what it was. So you got to think egos probably clash. Department. So they, they looked at different people as heading it up. And then the main guy that was talking to the public in the newspapers was a Texas Ranger who wasn't even from that area. And he came in, a lot of people accused him of being just a media whore. Hmm. So we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but but aren't the Texas Rangers like the creme de la creme of law enforcement in Texas? No, they yeah. supposedly are. But Walker they, wants you to believe that, but yeah, yeah. right. Walker succeeded to make him believe it. <laughs> I mean, they're supposed to be, but who knows? How are you feeling know. on round two of these? Delicious. I can feel Sunny D in my blood. So <laughs> what's funny is they don't even taste like Sunny D, but they're just, they, <laughs> no, they just don't. taste good. They don't taste like Sunny D or vodka. So they brought in over 200 people to question. There's vodka in this? <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're going to get through this story, guys. I'm sorry. Bear with us. I'm, I'm really sorry. That's okay. So supposedly this group uh, brought in over 200 people during the investigation to question uh, arrested most of them on trumped-up charges just to question them. Um, I just pictured everyone they questioned. All right, book him. Yeah. Lock him up. You're under arrest for what? Because we got questions. Book him, Lou. that's a charge. <laughs> Back Lou. then, it didn't matter. It was the 40s. 
Uh, three people found were found with bloody clothing and were taken into custody. All three were cleared of suspicion, which I find very suspicious. Sus? I want to make sure I heard you correctly. Did you say that they took in three suspects that had, had <laughs> that bloody, had bloody clothes? clothes? Yeah. <laughs> Did you do it? No. All right. Well, his story checks out. <laughs> he checks out. <laughs> Get out of here. You make me sick. I don't want to see you. So Sunday, April 14th. This did, is they the ever, next one. did they ever explain why their clothes are bloody? I, I never found. See, that's the thing about this investigation. Like only two people kept records of the entire investigation. One of them was the deputy that we see in the movie, right? His, his account was the most accurate. The other person was just haphazardly taking the notes, right? But each group had their own people taking their own so there was like this. no teamwork in there any of no this. There was no teamwork hardly at all, even though they were trying to show the media that they were a, a group front, you know, saying we're all working together, but they weren't. Hmm. And you got to remember, jurisdiction back then was different. The only thing that the only thing that changed the way law enforcement could do things was the 30s when they had you know like all the public enemy John Dillinger type people around. Cause they would go across state lines and then you couldn't touch them. Right. So they changed that law to a federal law, but that gave some of some of the counties and state rights. So that's why there was such a pissing contest going on because they didn't feel like they had rights when Rangers came in, FBI came in. So then it was just like, you motherfucker, will you take him over my investigation for? Right. Cops, man. So they'd bring in these people and they, I just don't think they knew what to do at this point. Does not sound like people who knew what to do. Yeah. Sounds like it was a whole shit show of an investigation. It definitely was. <laughs> so April 14th, which is on a Sunday, Paul Martin, 17, picked up Betty Jo Booker, 15, from a musical performance at the VFW Club on West 4th and Oak Street, which is now a subdivision. Martin's body was found around 6.30 a.m. by the northern edge of the North Park Road. Blood was found on the side of the road by a fence. So he'd been running, and apparently he got shot multiple times. He's actually shot four times. Once through the nose. Oh, Dang. fuck. Once through the ribs from behind. He's the same man? Once in the right hand and once in the back of the neck. For the love of God. So he Overkill. Was, Overkill. Well, wait. He, he was, was running. Running away. He was running. So all these shots came from behind him? The first one shot him in the nose. So well, he was, that's was trying to. That's what I was trying to figure and out. He, he turned to look to see how close he was. It got shot right okay. in the nose. Because that's like... Yeah. Hmm. I was we're trying to... Really on the nose? I was trying to piece that one together. It was on the nose, yes. Betty Joe's body was found by a search party at about 11.30 a.m., two miles from Martin's body. Her body was behind a tree, lying on its back with all of her clothes on. She was posed with her right hand in her pocket of a buttoned overcoat. She had been shot twice, through the once through the chest and once directly in the face. Hmm. So that was, we'll talk about it later, that was the scene where the girl got tromboned. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but in reality, she didn't get tromboned. They trumped it up just to make it look better <laughs> they trumped it up. I see what you did there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that wasn't actually a real thing. She just, and she actually played saxophone. She oh. didn't play a trombone in, like in the movie. She played saxophone, 
Get it right, people. Because it wouldn't be as cool. Yeah, it couldn't extend the saxophone. Which we'll talk about later, but that was such a weird kill. I don't yeah. know though, man. Like if you Who's play somebody deal? a song on a saxophone, and then just like bash their head in with them, that might be pretty cool. Oh, I'm talking about the trombone. Saying. Like whose idea was it to like tape a knife to a trombone <laughs> and just? <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason they put it—you never thought about it? No. <laughs> it's kind of cool though. Are you now? It's, it's certainly unique. It's iconic in a way. I you guess, haven't seen that in another movie. If you're, gonna, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go on a murdering spree, you gotta have a sense I of humor. I think that about right us. there is a killer who just get, got a little bored. Like you know what? I'm tired of just the old stabby stab. Let's uh, sometimes you got to give the old wrist a break. Well, Looks really know what I mean. <laughs> for the movie, they changed it completely to a stabbing, and it was all a shooting. Right, shot yeah. multiple times in the face. So uh, the killer used the same 32 caliber, and now they could just define it as a Colt pistol. As Did he shoot all the murder. victims? Did I miss this? Early? So far, so far. Okay, sorry. Well, the first ones weren't. They got pistol whipped and then raped. Okay. Okay, their uh, their car, the guy's car was found a few miles away from the bodies, or her body, with the keys still in it. There is evidence that the couple put up an immense struggle. In the Martin Booker case, friends, acquaintances, and several suspects were questioned in Boeing County by officers who worked on 24-hour relays. Suspects were brought in as far away as 100 miles from the, the killings. Texas Ranger Gonzulas, which we'll talk about this guy later. He's the main guy that everybody said was a media whore. Gonzulas uh, tried baiting the Phantom by recruiting teenagers to sit as decoys and park cars while officers waited nearby. Oh, come on, man. That's not a very good plan. Who agreed to that? You're you're telling teenagers to sit and park cars so you can go. Listen, possibly. You're not going to die. I promise. Probably. <laughs> But I'm going to need you to sit in these cars on Leather's Lane. There's a good chance. Now, I can't guarantee you nothing, <laughs> but there's a good chance you won't get murdered. Everything is probably going to be okay. We just have to remain optimistic. You want to go to college, right? You're going to do this. <laughs> Officers also volunteered as decoys with real partners or mannequins. Following the Booker Martin murders, some officers hid in trees along Spring Lake Park. And some so, dressed up as women. Some dressed up as women. <laughs> So, and that was that. part of the true story. On, it's, it's part of the true story. People like try. They were like vigilantes. They also had cops doing it. I mean, the one dressing up as a woman. Not that there's anything Not wrong with that. Necessarily, but like it does say that they dressed up as teenagers parking. Oh, uh, okay. So it could have been a mannequin. Could have been a guy in a mannequin. <laughs> Somebody dressed up as a mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mannequin say, once. They did it's say later on though that. That the vigilante justice got ridiculous because teenagers were taking their guns because mm-hmm. everybody had a gun back then, I'm sure. Of course. And they were taking their guns out trying to catch the killer. And apparently cops were coming up to him to tell him to go home and they were pulling guns out on the cops. Now, today, that would be you a disaster. Tell us what mm-hmm. to do. Back then. We're vigilantes. This is our town now, Sheriff. So uh, on Friday, May 3rd, so we went from... February 22nd to March 24th, April, and now we're in May. So it's a small span of time here. Sometime before 9 p.m., Virgil Starks, 37, was sitting in an armchair reading his newspaper when he was shot twice in the back of the head from a closed, double-paned window. Hearing the sound of broken glass, his wife, Katie, 36, came from the other room and saw Virgil stand up 
and then immediately slumped back in his chair dead. This happened on their 500-acre farm off of Highway 67 East, which is on the southeast side of Texarkana, uh, almost 10 miles northeast or southwest. I'm sorry. She ran to the wall crank telephone to call the police. She rang twice before being shot twice in the face from the exact same window. Now, all I got to say is you, you remember seeing the movie, right? Mm -hmm. She gets shot right there in the cheekbone, mm -hmm. right? So she got shot in the face twice. All I'm got, all I've got to say is I know, I know it's important to call the cops, but you got an old crank phone, right? Yeah. <laughs> she got one of those old crank phones. Get out of the line of fucking fire. You know somebody just shot your husband. Is this like, uh, is this like when Andy Griffith had to get on and call Sarah and ask Sarah to patch him in to? Hi, hello, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> Can you put me to Mount Pilot? Yeah. Same thing. Well, there's a man here shooting. I don't know why he turned into Jimmy Stewart. You guys lost me in Mayberry. Whoa, 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 I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Lost yeah. it in Mayberry? You didn't yeah. watch Mayberry? I did not. I can't imagine. I've seen a couple episodes. I've seen a couple racist, episodes. <laughs> the same aunt I told you all about a long time ago who used to watch Little House on the Prairie also watched that show. So, still conscious. She tried to get a gun from the front room. So, she got shot in the face twice by God. a 32, which 32s aren't huge bullets. They could fuck your face Still, up. If somebody shoots me with a 32, I'm not doing anything. No. I would lay there and purposely die. Yeah. So I would she, have done that before the 32. She ran to still. get a gun, but she fled because she heard the killer coming through the back of the house. She ran to her sister and brother-in-law's house, which was fairly close, but they weren't there. So the, she then ran to another neighbor, and they, along with another neighbor to them, drove her to the hospital. Now... Can you imagine opening the door and seeing a woman standing there with two bullets in her face? No doubt. I'm going to need to go to the hospital. Now, when we talk about the movie, let's talk about the difference between reality and fiction, right? The reality was he got shot twice really quick. She got shot twice really quick, then ran to a neighbor's house. They took her to the hospital after they looked around for a brief moment with her guns, blah, blah, blah. Right? Hmm. Not the movie. That scene in the movie was pretty good. Did you like that scene? Are you okay. referring to the original movie? Yes. Okay. I've only seen the remake. I'm sorry. I should have said this all right. a long time ago, but I've only seen the remake. And I actually didn't mind the remake. So the investigation during all the killings seems all over the place. It started with William Bill Presley, the Bowie County Sheriff, who was the first lawman on the scene of the first three attacks. It then involved Jack Reynolds, the Texarkana, Texas chief of police, who was among the first called to the scenes of the two double murders. And then W.E. Davis, the Miller County Sheriff, headed the investigation of the Starks murders. Max Andrew Tackett, an Arkansas State Police detective who was the first on the scene of the Starks attack and the arresting officer of the lead suspect later on. Oh, Tillman Byron Johnson, a Miller County Sheriff's deputy, who was the leading invest one of the leading investigators on the case? He became the go-to man for coordinating the case and kept personal case files, which survived the official files, which went missing later on. So all the files went missing but his for this case. Now he was the guy that was the younger black-haired guy, the deputy, right? That almost shot him. Remember in he almost got him original? in the car in the original? He came up behind the car and the car took off. You remember that? The main, no, the main cop, yeah. Yeah, the main the, black-haired cop. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, that did not happen in real life. 
Okay. And then there's Manuel Lone Wolf Gonzalez, which is a Texas Ranger captain who became the public face of the investigation by holding numerous press conferences, which is the main old man in what, the movie. Right? Why are they call him the Lone Wolf? It, well, in fact, he was. No, the main was guy Hispanic. was Morales, wasn't it? Was he a real person? No, no. Remember, it said at the beginning it changed all the names. So, okay. To protect the innocent or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. But uh, this guy was a Texas Ranger captain. He was a public face of the investigation. He was criticized as being a showman who presented the work of other officers as his own. This, this means that by dividing of duties and jurisdictions, there are a lot of different directions that this all could go. It eventually landed on J. Edgar Hoover's desk, and the FBI immediately got involved after the second killing. And I actually, you can look it all up. You can see all the notes and the newspaper articles that they had leading up to that and when different police forces came in. And you can even see a document actually on the, because you can get in the FBI files. I don't know if you knew that for old cases. I did not. You can. If you guys look it up, you can go on FBI files and look up old cases and actual documentation that they've released. Some of it's redacted, some of it's not. But yeah, J. Edgar Hoover's like original letter about this is on there, and you can actually read it. And he's talking about how we need to get people down there and catch catch whoever it is because it's causing a public outcry. So that's wild. So fear paralyzed the town. Women of means packed up their clothes and children and checked into downtown. <laughs> women of means. Women of means. <laughs> women of means. Yeah, my women. <laughs> yeah. Uh, checked into the hotel Grimm when their husbands were away on business. So apparently the. Texarkana area had this downtown hotel that women would just bring their. That was women that had a little bit of money, so they would do that when their dudes were out on business. Others rigged Rube Goldberg style security systems. You guys know what Rube Goldberg stuff is? Not even a little bit. You know what it is? Okay, I'll tell you what a Rube Goldberg trap is. It's where you create a trap that's silly and ridiculous for the sole purpose of doing something that another thing could do very simply, right? Kind of like the the game Mouse Trap. Think of that. That's a Rube Goldberg <laughs> trap, right? Okay. So what they would do is they would put all kinds of strings and things with pots and pans and different things that would like bear trap catches and stuff like that to catch people around their house. Like a basket above the door that comes down real slow when you walk in. <laughs> Shimmies down. Little swimmer jumps in the pot. I got him. A ball circling around on the like a metal ball. Just, just stand there. Don't move. When that ball comes around. <laughs> so people who had never owned guns slept with loaded pistols on both sides of the bed and made pallets on the floor so their children could sleep beside them. The local stores and surrounding towns sold out of guns, ammo, and axes during this time. Rumors were spread throughout this time, further hindering any chance of a good investigation. The Texarkana Gazette dubbed the killer the Phantom in the second killing in an article, and it eventually stuck. So they, they called him the Phantom. The whole time, right? Uh, the first attack wasn't connected until later, and some still believe that that attack could be unrelated to the others. So the pistol whipping attack might not actually be the same killer. Hmm. Uh, however, that is the only attack that gave any description of the person. It also is believed by some that the last attack on the farm couple might not be related as well because of the way the attack was held. Did the FBI have it. profilers back then? No. Oh. Okay. You got to remember the profilers didn't start till the 60s. Remember watching that uh, 
What's that show? It used to be on Netflix. We watched all the time. Mine hunters. Mine hunters. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Yet. That's I need based to, on like the you first. Watch, you never watched that? No, I That's need based to. Based on the first profile, it was really good. They need. That's to, a really good show. They need to make it again. Might, might yeah, start that over this long holiday good. weekend. <laughs> it's good. You'll be disappointed though because you'll end on like a cliffhanger. A cliffhanger where you think it needs to go further and it doesn't. Mm. That's they, always they disappointing too, though. Such a good show. Anyway, especially since they were building, you know. We'll ruin it for Wells, but a certain somebody they were building up that whole time. Yeah. Mm. So the MO was, here, here's the MO. They attacked young couples in empty or private areas just out of, outside of city, city limits. Usually used a gun. Usually a 32 caliber gun, except for in the Starks murders, that was a 22, they think, rifle. Uh, always attacked late at night and on weekends. And then had cooling off periods of about three weeks time between attacks. Okay. So that was the MO. Suspects were all over the place with hundreds being questioned. Here are the main suspects. We'll talk about these. Yule Sweeney. (laughs) I wasn't going to say anything. Yule Sweeney. (laughs) Yule Sweeney. (laughs) Yule Sweeney. 29, was a car thief and counterfeiter. He was arrested by Tackett, who was investigating car thefts after realizing that on the night of the Gryffindor murders, a car had been stolen in the, the area. The Gryffindor murders, is that what you said? Gryffindor. Uh, had been stolen in that area, and a previously stolen car had been found abandoned in that area. Tackett interviewed Swinney's wife, Peggy, and she confessed that her husband, Yule, was in fact the killer. There were considerable circumstantial evidence against Swinney, but Peggy's confession was the most critical part of the case. However, Peggy later recanted her confession. Peggy. She was considered an unreliable witness and could not be compelled to testify against her husband because that's illegal. It's in the Constitution. She gave differing accounts at different interviews, but then later recanted all the confessions for either fear of her husband or fear of being caught up in the charges. He was convinced of the thefts and being a habitual offender. Convicted, I'm sorry. He was convicted of the thefts and being a habitual offender. Some say as a plea bargain on not getting the murder charges. (coughs) People often cite him as the most likely suspect of all. Even to this day. There's also Henry Booker... Duty Tennessee. No. Duty. <laughs> no. That's not a real name. D-O-O-D-I-E. That's his nickname. Henry Duty. Booker Duty. Oh, Duty that be a nickname. Henry Booker Duty Tennyson. How do you earn a nickname like Duty? Shit his pants one too many times. Hey, Duty. Duty one time in school. He's one of those he was one of those kids that had to go get the spare clothes out of the janitor's closet. He was a university freshman who died by suicide on November 4th, 1948. He left behind cryptic instructions, which directed investigators to a suicide note in which Tennyson confessed to the Booker, Martin, and Stark murders. He had played trombone in the same high school band trombone. as Booker. Trombone. <laughs> it's all connected. But they were not friends, however. Investigators were unable to find any other evidence linking Tennyson to the murders. Listen, we may play the trombone together, but we are not buds. <laughs> so he was dropped. So... Because they couldn't find anything else, even though he had a connection to one of the people that was murdered, he committed suicide, and he confessed to him. 
They couldn't find anything else on him, so they were like, he's and, not it. And he was a tromboner? He was tromboner. Okay. He was trombone shorty. He was tromboning. You ever heard trombone shorty? I have not. Listen to it. Good band. Really? I swear, they played Madison one night. <laughs> he doesn't them. believe you. Really? really? I'll play I'll play him for really? later. Really? Right. Who you think you bullshitting right now? <laughs> Can't bullshit a bullshitter. So, next suspect, Ralph Bowman, 21, confessed to being a in a fugue and thought he had may have, may have killed many people. So I had to look up what a fugue was. Thank you. I was just about to ask right. you. A fugue state? Is that a fugue state. That's exactly what it is. A fugue, yeah, do you still yeah. know what it is? Or are you just saying I've that? heard of it. I don't know okay. the definition. So here's what it is. It's a mental state where you are delusional or you lose time. That's okay. right. tracks. Oh, fuck. I've been in a fugue state a few times this week. <laughs> I just want to point out that this man's profession is a teacher and he's giving us his services for free. How lucky are we? Thank you, sir. Get off He's my not dick. an English, he's not an English <laughs> teacher. What are you talking about? He teaches art. Get off my dick, man. I will never. <laughs> Once I'm on there, I'm on we there. Know, That's right. We know. Okay, after the investigation, they, they said, let's release that dude. So now we have a saxophone peddler, which they apparently they, they found a guy trying to peddle a saxophone in a town over at a pawn shop, and when they tried to ask you him about this? it, he, he still had so the knife attached to the end. <laughs> he took off. That was he a trombone, sir. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. But they later found the girl's saxophone in the woods hiding under something, like somebody had hit it. So it wasn't the same saxophone. How do you hide a saxophone? <laughs> a German POW. <laughs> right. Which came to America and then vanished, so they couldn't question Some him. But they it. had little to go on, but he was apparently violent and and was showing up in different towns trying to get ammunition. So a German POW was a suspect, an unknown hitchhiker that threatened to kill a man that he was carjacking, like the murders he said in Texarkana. Police decided that he, if he was the killer, he wouldn't be boasting about it, doing other crimes. So this guy was not the killer. Uh, an Oklahoma man that attacked a woman in her home then said he was the killer to her, once again, they thought he wouldn't boast about it, so it's probably not him. A guy named Sammy, which is a pseudonym given to a longtime Texarkana resident with a good reputation, whom the police were reluctant to name a suspect at first. Uh, his vehicle tire tracks were found across the road from Martin's corpse. He failed a polygraph test, so the police decided to have him hypnotized. And the hypnotist concluded that Sammy had no criminal tendencies, that he had pulled his vehicle to the side of the road in order to urinate, and that he subsequently visited a married woman with whom he was having an affair. Concealing this caused Sammy, Sammy to fail the polygraph. So The 40s, man. Yeah. Polygraphs. Get our hypnotist in here. They're taking serious, and hypnotists are taking serious. After police verified the details, they cleared Sammy as a suspect. And then finally, on May 7th at approximately 6 a.m., the body of Earl Cliff McSpadden. McSpadden? McSpadden. What name? M-C-S-P-A-D-D-E-N. McSpadden. Was found in Kansas City Southern Railway tracks, 16 miles north of Texarkana near Ogden. The body's left arm and left leg had been severed by a freight train a half an hour early. The coroner's jury... Coroner's jury verdict stated death at the hands of persons unknown that he was dead before being placed on the railroad tracks. 
Because the murder is unsolved, locals have speculated that McSpadden was the Phantom's sixth victim. A prominent rumor exists claiming that McSpadden was the Phantom and had committed suicide by jumping in front of the train. There's no evidence of either of these things being backed up. So that's just rumor. Now <laughs> they didn't actually find the body in pieces. They didn't. They did. They found all this, but they're trying to say that he was either his sixth victim or he was actually the killer. Oh, oh but that yeah. actually plays out in the new remake movie. Yeah, which we'll talk about. Sorry, now. I was I was drinking, and then when I went to like bring him back down, this that a huge drop came and hit me right in the eye. So wow. it was just I, I, was, I was just vodka burning my contact. I was gonna say yeah, I think the I phantom poked him in the eye. I was like, I'm just going. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to like get it out, and I look I'm over and I saw done. I saw Wells had a bottle of water, and I was about to ask him like, dude, can I get that? I may have to actually splash water in my eye. I'm fine now though. Is it red? You're good. I'm good. Those are red. It's only red because you're drunk. So the real story differs from the movie, both movies, quite a bit. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about the differences between the two, and then discuss each individual movie. Okay. But obviously, the original we need to talk the most about comparing to the real story because it's supposed to be a definite account of the story. That one's more meta. Oh, that's tragic. So, you saw both of them. You you've seen both of them. Torrance, you Just saw the, the second. One, yeah. So the original one. While I was watching it, I was like, "This movie's kind of bad." It wasn't good. I wouldn't say good. good. I wouldn't say it was horrible. No, though. it was. It had its things that I liked. It had about some it. really scary parts. Mm-hmm. Talking about the original. Yeah. Okay. I will say it was very. Uh, like brutal for a seventies uh, horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which which fed into the scariness. I thought the acting was subpar. I didn't think anything about the camera angles or the coloring. It's was very, great. It's very dark in a lot of the kill yeah. scenes. It was hard to see what was going on. But maybe that added to it the realism. But it was documentary style, which I found out after I watched it, and I was like, this reminds me. Of a movie called Legend of Boggy Creek, and I looked it up, and it's the exact same director. Not Soggy. You bottom. mean Soggy? Yeah, Soggy Bottom. Not Soggy Bottom. We discussed Legend this. Of the Soggy Bottom Boys. Legend I did of like the narrator Creek. aspect of it. I yeah. thought that was pretty. And cool. that happened in the movie, the Boggy Creek movie too, and it was all about like the swamp Farouk swamp monster or whatever. Fook. So it was a documentary the too. The swamp kind of ass fake monster. Documentary? That one was a fake documentary about Bigfoot. So that was just kind of that director's. But it was Calling about, card. It's supposed to be about true stories about Bigfoot in that area. Trent, please. <laughs> this one was about a real set of murders that happened in the same area. The director was from Arkansas, so he was not an actual Hollywood director. We did have some Hollywood people in it, like Ben Johnson, the main old guy. He was Hollywood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you notice Marianne from Gilligan's Island? She's the one that got shot in the face. I realized that after, as I was reading up about it, I didn't. No, I did not. Her, no. I recognized her because that was my go-to I was show. Not a, I shows that I didn't really watch. The original. I was yeah. not a Gilligan's Island watcher. What scene was that? Uh, she was one of the married couple that was trying to get on the phone. Damn, I feel like she just went there for a three-hour tour. A three-hour tour. That was my go-to show when I was little. I don't really? know why. It was so bad. Little I buddy. It. I liked it growing up. 
my bologna and cheese sandwich and what's that show? Yeah, we did the fuck Mary <laughs> kill and you said that you would marry Mrs. Al. You guys have lost yeah. me again on these shows. God, Wells. Did you watch Good Times? I was literally about to ask the same thing. I was literally about to ask the same thing. Thank you. Word for word, I was going to say Good Times. Dynamite. Yeah, you did. You did. Good times. I feel like you based it on race, man. Just watch shows, good and bad. He's like, I didn't watch all these shows. You watch these shows. Did you watch Good Times? You damn right I did. The Jeffersons. Moving on up. Different strokes. You damn right. Half the time. I watched like... Webster. Growing Pains and um, what was that one show, you know? Uh, you looking at me? Uh, Are you looking at me? The Waltons? Uh, I watch shows. Right. I watch some shows. Yeah, some shows. So what'd you guys, let's, let's start talking about you two have seen it. Let's I like Matlock. Does that count? What is it? Matlock. I like Matlock. You like Matlock? Yeah. It's it had a black guy in it, right? Your grandma made you watch Matlock. Nope. He was same, no chef. Same but, person uh, who watched <laughs> the Little House on the Prairie and uh, the Andy Griffith show. Andy Griffith show is at least funny. Yeah, I didn't say I didn't like it. I just never got into it. Oh. The, the episodes I've seen, yeah, they're funny. I hated Little House when I was little. Once I grew up, it made, it made me laugh because it was so funny at that point. It always made me want porridge. I don't even <laughs> wait. What? Andy Griffith? No, Little House on the Prairie. Oh, yeah, porridge? sure they did. You're thinking of the three little bears. <laughs> <laughs> this one's just right. <sighs> Eat the porridge. <laughs> I don't even know what porridge is. I don't either. I've heard of it. It's but I want it. it. Seems like it'd be pea soup or something. Oh. I thought it was like some kind of like oatmeal or something. Maybe like oatmeal. Uh, what's the other shit? Not minute rice. Uh, cream of wheat. Yes. Something like that. That's what I imagined it probably was. My nickname. Any listeners out there eat porridge on the regular? <laughs> messages. Let us know. <laughs> Nobody ever messages. I know. One of these Nobody days, I'm going to. One of these days, I'm going to hit with one, and someone's just going to be out there eating porridge. If you are that one person who eats porridge, this is your time to shine in the comment section of your preferred social media platform. It's playing in the background. They're eating porridge. It's like, porridge! Did they just say porridge? Spoon clinking on the. Been waiting my whole life for this. What did you boys like about this? What did you like about this movie? About the original. The original. You're looking at me, so you want me to go first? Both of you. too. I didn't watch the original. Oh. Well, so, okay. So I watched it. I don't know if this had to do more with the movie or more with me personally. I had a hard time keeping my attention and staying awake. Now, I don't know. I watched it, you know, kind of closer to my bedtime. So I don't know if I was just sleepy or I don't know if the movie bored me. It just, it didn't grab me like other movies usually would. There were things I liked about it, though. I liked that it was documentary style. Mm-hmm. I thought the narrator was cool and it made it kind of creepier. Um, and I kind of like some of the humor. We talked off air earlier a little bit about it. Like some of it seemed out of place, but I liked kind of some of the humor. Spark plug, he was funny. <laughs> um, he's like Andy Griffith. There were some weird right now, scenes that definitely, mm-hmm. like I said, seemed out of place, and the tone was kind of off. Like with the whole like dressing up in drag as disguise, and then when that one cop car went flying off the road into the swamp, it just kind of seemed like. I don't know. Just kind of seem like those a comedy movie. beats just weren't hitting. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, the yeah, sackhead killer or whatever we want to call him, he was creepy. Knapsack killer. Knapsack killer. Damn right. Um, so you know, there were things I liked about. I I'll tell you what I liked. 
I liked how it ended. The hacky sack killer. He just liked the fact that it ended. No, not that it ended. <laughs> I liked that not too. Not that it ended. Bring us I up. Liked I that too. Where you're going. But I liked how the narrator kind of said, and they kind of did it throughout the movie a little bit, but I liked how the narrator was like, well, most people believe that he was either arrested for another crime or that he still lives among us, and then it would always cut to that random person in the boots walking around. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really well done because he's just a regular guy that lives in this town and he's amongst them. I thought that was really creepy and a kind of a... Because a lot of people think still to this day he's... Yeah. He's probably dead now by well, old now, age or whatever, but... That he got away with it. He got it. away with it and just lived there his entire life. And nobody ever said anything. pretty spooky. So I, I like that part of it. Which I too, think though. happens sometimes when people do those type of murders. You know, they just the, get away the with the it. The unsolved ones? Yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely. So... But what I liked about that scene you were just talking about, it showed the boots throughout. Mm-hmm. And then it showed the boots in the movie theater line watching the movie that you were watching at the end. Yeah. And it was like meta in that first movie. And then the second movie, the whole movie was meta. Yeah. Very, Which I thought that was awesome. I did too. That was a, I liked it a lot. But yeah, I, I like that ending. <laughs> what did you like about it? And what did you not like about it? I have you to sleep. Yeah. I have to agree strongly with Trent. Like, uh, now that I know that he kind of had trouble like paying attention to it as well, I think that maybe the movie just suffered from the time for us because we're just now watching it for the first time. And I don't want to like judge movies for being old because there, I mean, there's good movies that are older that still yeah. are well done and keep it's, your attention. But I do think I don't think it's really judging it though. It's just uh, some movies just suffer from their time, and this is one of those movies. But yeah, other than that, like Trent said, I I like the narrator aspect of it. I thought the uh, Kills I got to see were pretty brutal. A lot more brutal than I expected for a movie from that time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah. What I thought it lacked was storyline progression with a single person. Mm. They tried to do that with the black-haired cop, but he didn't interweave throughout the whole movie enough to make it interesting. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know what I was thinking, too, kind of going off of that, is that I feel like this one struggled because... Since it's a true story, it has to stick to that true story. And so because of that, you don't really have like a main character. Yeah. Or like, you know, like when we're talking about the second one here in a minute, you actually had like a final girl that you could root for through the whole thing. And you kind of had like a narrative. This one, they kind of just had to tell it as it it happened. And then speaking of being a true story, it was uh, because of that that I didn't feel like the comedy not only didn't land, but I didn't think it was necessary myself. Yeah, well, and the cops, they kind of have to make the main characters because they're the ones that are kind of want the main players throughout the whole thing. So if you're turning them into, like, jokes or clowns, then, yeah, it definitely takes away from that. The comedy seemed out of place. Yeah, I would agree. I think taking the comedy out, it's... I think this would be better instead of a movie. It would be better as, like, a Netflix-type documentary, docuseries. Like an actual documentary. You know, I felt like the director didn't have enough knowledge to pull this off probably yeah he probably didn't i mean he was from arkansas he did all of his films in arkansas he probably just didn't have the the knowledge to pull it off but however he did some great scenes Mm -hmm. i thought the scene where they first see the killer and the killer's eyes are looking through those holes that's a scary looking scene remember that Mm -hmm. and then the scene where uh he's chasing the girl that got shot in the face through the cornfield you remember that scene? You didn't get that far? I don't think I did. Did you get that far? <clears throat> I'm remembering it more from the remake. I'm trying to think of the original one. Again, I was 
I was in and out of consciousness. Okay, we can talk about that in the remake. He chases her through a cornfield, and it's kind of like the remake. The remake's a little more tense, more like it was more. It wasn't a cornfield in the remake. It was remake. more like the more like a wheat creeper or something. creeper yeah. movie from <laughs> wheat wheat field. <laughs> and then the ending scene, I thought was Sweet great. Them. So yeah. let's skip that movie now. But I said to watch that movie because I wanted you guys to understand what the new movie is referencing. Because I like the new movie and. Yeah, it was. Almost, I mean, it was yeah. pretty like, like you said, it made sense once you watched them both after seeing yeah. what they did. With the and movie. even though I fell asleep watching the original, I did watch a uh, YouTube video that explained the ending, and I do like that decision to like kind of leave you hanging. Like, yeah. we don't really know who the killer is. I mean, considering it was never solved and they don't know who the killer yeah. was, I thought that was the best possible way you could have ended it. Really. Yeah. So. So let's talk about the new movie now. You're in. Tag in, Ian. Take us away, Johnny. I didn't mind it. I did. <laughs> He's been over there rehearsing that for ten minutes now. I uh, I've only seen the remake, and I I didn't watch it tonight. How or... long ago did you watch it? Keep in mind, it came out in 2014. Yeah, I watched it. This is June, right? It's July now. Is it technically, technically July? Is, not it, quite. is it midnight? No, it's not quite. It doesn't matter. So, um, for me, it was maybe March, beginning of April, late March, I want to say. Oh, okay. What made this you decide year? to watch it randomly? Really? Um, I was trying to pick out a scary movie to watch, and I just happened upon that. And, Had you seen uh, it prior? No, I'd never seen the original, and I'd never seen that one. I think we had talked about it before, that in the city that just dreaded Diddy. And, um, I don't want to live there. I decided no. to um, watch it because I was I was with somebody, and I was trying to pick out a movie to watch, and I was like, you know, I've heard about this one. Fuck it. We like scary movies. Let's, let's watch this one. So we watched that one, and um, we liked it. Oh, yeah. I feel like the the sequel or requel if you will did a good enough job of explaining what you need to know about the original without having to watch it you know what i'm saying like i don't feel like you probably weren't lost or anything watching it were you like i feel like it did a good enough job of kind of yeah i, I was i was on, caught up in so. yeah it was heavy on like the references to the original and giving you some backstory there so which i thought was a really good move i didn't realize it was a blumhouse movie that but dude one of his one of his few good ones. He uh, well, he had some hits. He had some good movies. I will say, watching the 2014 one, there was like quite a few times where I was like, okay, I can see why Mean said to watch the original first, so it makes more sense. Well, I was gonna say, had it been a straight up remake, I don't think it would have been as good. No, and I don't know if that's because I didn't like the original as much, but like I thought what they did with it was really smart and made it entertaining and still kind of connected it with the original. And then connected stuff that wasn't in the movie that's in the story. Like the guy on the train tracks, yeah, mm -hmm. and True. his his dad being the uh, one of the suspects, mm -hmm. all that shit, and how it ruined their lives. Mm. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's spoilers, spoilers. Oh, we're <laughs> we're deep the in the spoilers. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be listening if you haven't seen the movies. But I thought spoiler that spoiler cool. brand is up when I first saw it, and and you know there weren't a lot of movies that did that scream type thing. I mean, scream being one of them, having the double killers, but the two killers, yep. I thought this one was pretty smart in the way that it did it. I was kind of thinking that too. I was watching. I was like, man, like there has to be a second guy for this to kind of make sense. Like I didn't know who it was until like five minutes before, and then I kind of connected the dots. Um, but, but yeah. yeah, I mean, 
it's kind of like the original. Like there were some things that I didn't think worked, but there were things I liked about it. Like we just mentioned the fact that it was kind of meta and how it referenced the original movie and how that existed in the universe of this movie. <laughs> I thought was really cool. Um, and I liked I how they watched was, that movie every year yeah. on the anniversary and everything. And I liked how there was kind of a main character slash final girl that we could kind of root for. Like you know, I know that's kind of a stereotype now. Oh my god, I felt so bad for her. Especially after her grandma got killed at the gas station. Like, fuck. Oh, poor grandma. I know. Spare her. But like, you know, it was kind of... I won't say predictable, but it was kind of, you know, follow a lot of the same beats of other slashers. I was going to say, it felt like a lot... A lot of it felt like a typical slasher. But But I liked the trombone scene in the remake. (laughs) It was pretty fucking brutal. Compared to the original, still kind of goofy though. (laughs) But I felt so bad for that kid because he was like legitimately screaming, whereas the woman in the first one just like, oh, yeah, the first one the acting was just bad. So I need to go back and like watch it again because now that I know who the killer was, like, did he have? Were these random killings or were these all killings that like made sense? Does that make sense? I think most of them were just chance killings, weren't they? Like, did he actually have a beef with a lot of these people he killed? To get to the main girl, or did he actually? Or did he just kind of randomly pick? I think out? some of them. I think some of them were random because he talks about how they were just trying to. So then, what was his motive? Is to create the hysteria and to get the okay. glory for his dad or whatever. Again. So he yeah. wanted to bring back this killer from long ago. They talked about that in the remake too. Remember his? Was it his mom? Or, his, or no, his dad. His yeah, because remember they uh, well, found that letter or something like that, and he was like, uh, after 60 years, they still haven't like caught me or anything like that, and I'm not going to stop until I want to. Well, who was Mary? Was that his mom? Because he was like, this is for Mary. This is for Mary, yeah. So that yeah. was somebody. They didn't believe her. Make them remember. That was very... that. So he brought Jason back this killer Lewis. as a way to kind of like shine a light on... Excuse us. <laughs> Sorry, Ian is rejoining us. What are you talking about? I've been here the whole time. Yeah, it's crazy. Mary and the killer and the and the Marianne's and, and yeah. the pudding pops and the pudding. We're not talking about Marianne. <laughs> Marianne. We're done with that. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was a good movie though. I liked it. It was better than I thought it was going to be after watching the original. I like that main actress. She was easy on the eyes. That's always nice. <laughs> so the remake, right? That's what yes. yes, I forgot. That's what we were talking about when I left. Have you guys seen another movie that she was actually the main actress in? You guys recognize her? I recognized her, but I couldn't place where she is. She's in a few different movies. This one being one. Oh my god, I don't remember the other movie. I looked her up the other night. This movie I, I watched now. with you had Zac Efron in it. What's the name of it, Trent? I'll look her up. Oh, uh, and it had Michael B. Jordan too, yeah, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were like roommates. Moment? No. That awkward not moment. Roommates. Is that what it's called? Or is it called About Last Night? No. That awkward moment, I think. I think it's that it's awkward rom-com, moment. It's a rom-com, right? They took like the Viagra pills at one point in the movie. I think so, yeah. Like they all lived in that, that apartment Miles together. Teller. Yeah. It's that. That it's awkward moment, that right? rom-com, yeah. It's that awkward moment. Yeah. So she was in that. She was one of the people that Zac Efron was messing around with. Uh, one of them, she was just a side character in that, but in the uh, as a main actress, she was in Odd Thomas. Have you guys ever watched Odd Thomas? Yes. No. 
It's so, a really good movie. I don't know Anton if I Chelchin or Chechen. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know if I so Anton, much maybe recognized Yel- her Yelkin. as like to me yeah. she looks a lot like Rashida Jones. I think that's what I was thinking. A of. little bit, yeah, little. That never Very occurred little. to me, but I don't. Maybe I can kind of see it now that you said that. But uh, she was in. If you haven't seen Odd Thomas, watch it. Uh, Odd Thomas is a really good movie. It's uh, it's kind of a B horror movie. So if you guys haven't seen it, it's really good. You've seen it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah, I've good. seen it a few times. The ending is really fucking sad, and it, and it makes me cry every time. Oh, Ian, you're so emotional, man. Stop he gets so that. emotional. I do. I do baby. like. I do cry during movies. I, I watched the new Indiana Jones last night, and I cried <laughs> at the end of Don't, that. I haven't seen it. Just stop. He turns cried, out, he turns out, he, he was never that. even from Indiana. He was, <laughs> Man, Kentucky man, Jones is what they should have called Jones. I made that joke the other day to my friend Sienna. <laughs> Kentucky Jones? That I wasn't a, a fan of Indiana Jones. Sincerely, what? guy from you can Indiana. Leave right now. Get out of my garage. I didn't say I didn't like Indiana Jones. He said Jones. it was a joke. He said joke. Yeah. Okay. You can stay. But I want to say about this uh, 2014 movie. <laughs> Bring it back around. Yeah. Way to go, Wells. I don't know if I should have got upset about this, but the wheat tip. We filmed the uh, scene kind of angered me a little bit when because she started he screaming. See her little path that she made. Is that what? No, angered because you? she started screaming at the scarecrow, and even after she realized oh, it was yeah. a scarecrow, she's still sitting there screaming, and she That's just sit there in the same spot. And then she turns around, she's like, "Oh my god, he's here!" Yeah, he heard you screaming. Keep your cool. She was doing such a good job. I don't know how he didn't see her path. He walked through her path like that was me. A gosh, she would fuck that scarecrow. <laughs> I love how he criticizes like these death. Related type scenes. Mm-hmm. None of us have ever been in that situation. So how do you know you wouldn't? Can I it? honestly? Can you honestly sit there and tell me if you turned and saw a scarecrow, you'd be like, ah, I really would, but I'm not saying she wouldn't. You I know mean, what I'm saying? Like, there's people that scream yeah. at spiders. Well, yeah, but I listen, that's yeah. ridiculous. But it doesn't make it less annoying. At I know I point, have to pay taxes too, but it doesn't mean I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to think about <laughs> he screams too when he farts out. <laughs> Like I say that you gotta think about what she's doing. She's literally hiding from him at this point. So why would you make any sound? I mean, even if yeah. you saw him, you know you're fucked. So like, you gotta do that like that silent scream that Jonah Hill. Like you gotta think I'm gonna either run into him at some point or I'm gonna get out of here. Yeah. So why would you even? Like, I, I really scream. Why is, they don't like lay there. Well, that too. She could girl, probably just laid down and not made a, the grass move, and he might have never found her. The main girl at the beginning too, when she's running through the woods and she's just like screaming the whole time, I'm like just shut the fuck up. And don't give away your position the whole time you're running away. Sorry, this doesn't do that. I was just gonna say more things <laughs> I liked about the new one because I feel like we I'm were sorry. talking uh, we were talking about negatives, so I was gonna talk about some other things I liked. I okay. liked that the killer talked in this one. To me personally, Scary. it made him creepier. Yeah. yeah. He had this really creepy voice. I liked that he kind of used different weapons. Because in the real story, it sounds like he used a gun every time. But in this one, he was yeah. like, he, there was some stabbings, there was some pistol. He was like sniping at one point, so I thought that made him more dangerous. I guess he didn't. Boning, he didn't sound boning. like he didn't sound like either one of those guys when he was talking with the mask on. Though that was weird. Well, I have to go back and watch it because I wasn't thinking. It's not about like who Scream, where they were using a voice changer so they sounded the same. You so not change your voice when you're talking. Two people sound exactly the same though. Well, maybe the guy that talked without a voice change. Without maybe a voice changer was always the same one though. We don't know who was who in each killing. Maybe. <laughs> Did you think it was the boyfriend before? No. 
I definitely thought I feel he like was that dead. was obvious now that I when I was watching it and there two of them came out, then I was like, oh, that's probably that's probably the boyfriend. But I I don't I turned my brain off when I'm watching. No, I, I was like, is, is is that that motherfucker from the beginning? I guess it like was what? the cop like five minutes before when he pulled up to her house before her and the grandma were leaving and he was being real weird. Plus he had those real steely blue eyes like the what? killer had, and I was like, oh, it's probably the cop. I guessed the cop a long time ago. The boyfriend did not guess that at all. And they I didn't, didn't explain. Guess it until he said, "Take your mask off, boy." And then I was like, oh, it's the boyfriend. Duh. So the cop was in the original Blair Witch Project, right? The boy was in a couple movies before that. He's been in some he things. He was young too. I've seen him in a few things. Remember when he's really young? I remember him like having these weird eyes. And he was in uh, Unbreakable crying. with Bruce Willis. Yeah, it was his son. Well, he was in the sequel too with Bruce Willis, uh, Mr. Glass. Yeah, I've seen him in a few things, yeah. and I, you know, I didn't. It didn't hit me at he's the time, but I'm actor. thinking like he's a fairly well-known star that they wouldn't have just killed him off in five minutes. But I wasn't yeah. thinking about that through the whole thing because I was just, you know, wouldn't think about it. Hey man, uh, all that what, went out the window after what? Drew Barrymore and Scream. <laughs> True. One thing I had a problem with this movie, but it also set the tone for being a cool movie. Every everything in that movie looked seventies. Did you notice that? It kind of had that weird glow look to it in the filming. Yeah, and the cars were seventies. Their outfits were seventies. Yeah, they were at a drive-in, like twenty thirteen or whatever. Yeah, it's supposed to be modern day. Didn't make sense, but it was Mm. cool. Maybe it was an homage to the original. What was up with the lighting? The original was in the forties. But I mean, like. It was made in the 70s. Yeah. So. I don't know. What was up with that lighting when they were sitting in the backyard, like towards the end of the <laughs> It was like a giant spotlight. Or it a looked UFO like fucking UFO. Them. Yeah, it was hovering above. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was like, is this supposed to be the moon? Do they just have a giant, like, floodlight above their house? It was very bright. But yeah. I, 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 I like told myself, maybe it's just for extra security considering <laughs> everything that's going on. Because he only comes around after sundown. So let's make it look like a sunlight out here. You know, the one scene, speaking of lights, the scene where the. Not the original boyfriend but the boy that she was kind of hanging out with throughout mm-hmm. the scene where he got killed and the was it security lights that kept flicking <clears> on <throat> that reminded me of the halloween remake i feel like they ripped that scene off probably wasn't that a scene from halloween where security lights kept coming on and off and do you guys know what i'm talking about yeah, at all <laughs> i do i feel like after watching that i feel like halloween definitely ripped that scene off a little bit but that's neither here nor there I hate when they kill characters like that, though, because it's like they always kill that character. He's a guy that never got out of town, always had a crush on somebody. I thought it was the boyfriend there for a minute, like early in the movie. And then I thought it was the Reverend guy, because you remember when they were in the, was it like a junkyard or what was it? Like there was like a picture of him and there was like a weird arrow pointing at him. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I thought that was like a weird, like hidden message. did it. But then he kind of wasn't even that big of a character later in the movie. The Reverend? But he was like the main character in that vampire movie, Lost Boys. He was the dad. I recognize him from Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Sorry. He was the Gilmore. Talking horror. I know. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I've seen some Gilmore Girls. But he was the big surprise, so I kind of thought that too. I was thinking he, he might be the killer. So I was all over the map, but, you know, that's just me. That's a good movie, though, to keep you all over the map. I like whodunit slashers. I guess most slashers are kind of that way. It's definitely uh, worth checking out, so let's rate it. Let's do it. we got to end this episode at some point. People are- <clears throat> do we want to rate both of them? The, well, yeah. Those of us who have seen them? Yeah. Heck yeah. Or both of them? Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Just the new one. 
Seven for the 2014 version from Torrance. You want to go next? Go for it. You look like you were ready to... Go, go. Means is itching. Should I even, considering that I fell asleep while watching the first one, the original, should I even rate it? You should rate is it. Is it a fair rating? Yeah, rate the okay. rate the old one. Uh, <clears throat> based on what I saw. So you actually like literally fell asleep and didn't didn't finish it, right? All right, right. Okay. Yeah, I, I want to say I made it like halfway through it, maybe, but. I don't know. I want to give it like a five. I'm not going to be harsh on it because it was made in the 70s. And like I said, I was surprised at the brutality of it for it being from the 70s. So mm-hmm. I like the narrator aspect of it. So I'm going to give the original five. The 2014 one, I feel like I actually genuinely enjoyed. I want to give that a good. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Fair enough. Me? I'll go. You're the host. Why don't you go last? Okay. Because I kind of, I'm kind of with Ian. I, uh, I did finish the original, but I did kind of, you know, I was very sleepy when I was watching it. Again, I don't know if it was because I was bored or if it's just because I was just ready for bed. Um, so I was kind of in and out, but I did finish it, and there were things I liked about it, but I don't know that I would want to go back and like revisit it much, if ever. So I'm kind of at like five point five, kind of right okay. there with you a little bit. And then the original, I thought, was definitely better. I liked it more. Wasn't perfect either, but I did like a lot of things about it. So I was going to give it probably a 6.5 to a 7. So I'm kind of right there with Torrance on that one. Your 6.5 to 7 goes to the 2014, right? Correct. Okay. 5.5 for the original, 6.5 to a 7 in that range for the new one. So I'm going to go 4 on the original. Damn. That's a Baron's, Darren's Baron score. You know, I went three on that. I'm going to go four on this because it was a movie that I always wanted to watch when I go to the video store and I'd see it, but I'd always rent for some reason, something else. Cause I'd never really heard of it that much, but I'm talking when I was little, I was probably 10 years old when I rented this at nine, maybe, but I'd already watched like Halloween's and Friday the 13th and, you know, Evil Dead. Yeah. I've already watched that shit. And then I watched this one thinking it's going to be this awesome slasher. And it was this documentary was bullshit to me. But like, do you think it maybe inspired those a little bit? It, I, it definitely inspired Jason a little bit. Watched, for sure. <laughs> inspiration, yeah. You might give it an extra half a point because it probably was That's kind of where my score comes from because the, the is, villain was cool. The, the title vi- was cool. The villain is where, it, you know, Jason got his mask in the second one but then people thought that was too generic so how are we going to make this different we'll give him one eye hole yeah not two (laughs) but then uh i don't know just seeing that poster and everything every time i went to that video store and then finally renting it and the hype was not such a disappointment so the poster was way cooler and the advertising probably was way cooler than the movie yeah okay so i can see that and then when i watched it again recently i was like oh this reminds me of Legend of Boggy <laughs> the, Creek. It's kind of shitty. Soggy Bottom Boys. It's Soggy Bottom Boys. And then it ended up being pretty shitty. So then it was like, what the fuck? Uh, so I'll give that a four. Um, the remake, the requel, I thought was cool because of the way they did it. I thought the kills were pretty brutal. The only scene I thought was awkward was the gay parking scene between the two guys. 
The gay parking scene. Where he asked him to beat him off. Oh, you don't remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was not awkward because it was a gay scene because that's fine by me, you know, whatever. <laughs> but just the awkwardness of the, that scene was just weird right. and out of place with the movie, it seemed like. And then start killing the dudes and they were like all of a sudden in love. <laughs> it's like they didn't know each other was gay and then all of a sudden they're in love and he's like, no, <laughs> holding his hand out. I just thought that was a dumb scene. But uh, I'll give it a seven. Yeah. Solid seven. It was. It was like. That is a, weird. A movie that I would watch a couple times probably because I have watched it twice now. I own it. So. Definitely more rewatchable. I yeah, agree it's there. Way more rewatchable. It's got some cool scenes in it. I'm surprised that I ranked it the cool. highest out of all three of us. What'd you say? Seven and a half? 7.5, yeah. I'd go 7.5 possibly even. I mean, between seven, all of us, 5. I think our average is at a seven because I came in at a six and a half. You're at a seven and a half. A seven. You and Ian are yeah. at a seven. So, yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, it's definitely it's, uh, a good uh, slasher not, just to throw on if you yeah. want to just watch something like that. Had some style to it, you know. The kills were good, like you said. So mm-hmm. definitely recommended to watch. And I got to say, I was uh, I was happy that she survived because I honestly thought they were going to kill her in that field. The final girl I'm talking about, when she yeah. had the arrows in her. Or did she like, survive? Yeah. Someone was following her at the end. Yeah, the boots. Dun, dun, dun. I wonder if they had ambitions for a sequel or if that was just kind of their cool, like, horror way to end it. I think they were just going for the same feel with the original, like, just uh, leave it open. Because then I feel like you're getting into Scream territory. Like, she's away at college, but the killer followed her there. Mm. Like, there's some Scream vibes in it. Maybe that's why I liked it. I like Scream. So, good time overall. Uh, that compared to the original story, nothing comparable, really. Just a bunch of shootings out in the country. Um, the guy seemed a little sadistic, killing kids, yeah, and kind of torturing them the way he did, like making them run from him and all that kind of shit. You could tell he was ramping up, but it's kind of weird that he just mm-hmm. disappeared. So I kind of tend to believe that it it was the uh, the guy that was the still in the cars, because that's what the book that the authoritative book on the subject kind of alludes to. That that guy, the guy that they arrested in the original movie, you think it was him? Not the, the soul, movie. soul guy or whatever his name was. In the real story. Well, in the movie, they arrested a car thief and they yeah. thought it was him. Yeah. His name was like something soul. Yeah. So you think it was him? I think it was him. Hmm. Because the killing stopped as soon as he got arrested. True. And they were doing every three weeks and then they arrested him and he pled, pled guilty or kind of people said he pled out not to get those murder charges, but he pled to you know, being a habitual offender and got multiple years in prison for it. So yeah, could be. Could could have saw his, his opportunity to... His wife had a lot of information about the killings that... Didn't they address that in the 2014 movie, though? When she was trying to present her evidence? She said something about how the killing stopped after he got arrested. I don't remember what the response was, but I thought they, like, debunked that. They are like, yeah, we went down that rabbit hole, too, and it just didn't check out. Yeah, but... It, I think that movie remake, was all fiction. The remake was mostly fiction. Oh, I see. It was mostly made up. Kind of like uh, and meta. American Crime Story and The Girl Next Door. Had yeah. the director's son, air quotes, the director's son in it. Yeah. So definitely very meta. But I thought that scene was cool with him. So there you have it. It was an interesting story, long forgotten. The reason I brought it up, though, is because it was the template for a lot of slasher movies later on, probably. And definitely was a precursor to the American uh, kind of spree killer or 
you know, serial killer. So that they didn't know anything about. So it's kind of cool going back in time, hearing about some old school serial killers. Mm -hmm. All right. That's all I got for this week. You guys got anything else? Thanks for sticking with us through our drunken ramblings and the side tangents, but hopefully it was a good episode overall. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was. It was a good conversation. We had fun. The people will feel that. We do this for the fun for ourselves just as much as And then if you enjoy it, all the better. Yeah, exactly. All right. That's the Horror You Know podcast. Listen to us next time. I'm Darren. I'm Ian. And I'm Ian. And I'm Trent. (laughs) Thanks for for tuning in. Stay spooky, my friends. What's so funny, guys? I was just saying bye to everybody. You just cut him in. (laughs) (laughs) Between the living and the dead is thin.